0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Good morning to you. Doug Gottlieb, Chris Broussard. As uh, Dan Patrick Nation continues to wait for DP and the boys to be back. As they've stated on social media, this is a planned holiday. Obviously not having the Final Four makes it... Makes it even easier to take some some time off. And uh, me and Chris will be with you for uh, the entirety of the day. Charlie Casserly from the NFL Network, former general manager of the Skins, will join us in about 30 minutes. We'll get his take on uh, some of the rumors and smoke screens uh, of what could happen and what already has happened in what uh, is not only a wild, but probably the most publicized NFL offseason anyone can remember. Uh, That's because we don't have the NBA. We don't have any sports, live sports being played. And there continue to be ideas about what could lead us to getting the NBA back. Obviously, Chris, um, yesterday's ruling in uh, Toronto means there'll be no baseball in Toronto because baseball's player association and the owners came together with an agreement that they're not going to play any games in front of empty stadiums. It's not until all the travel bans are lifted and not until people are allowed to uh, to gather again will they play games. Basketball has made no such agreement, but the likelihood is they have to find some way to not only get back on the floor, but possibly do it without fans in the stands. That, is that, it is it, in your mind, is it likely to start with no one in the stands?
2: Yes, and I tell you what from talking to just different people around the NBA at, at every level uh they are going to do everything they can to finish out this NBA season. You know, it's it's the money, they don't mainly it's the money. <laughs> they don't want to lose all of that revenue. Um now obviously you're not going to get as much with uh, no fans in the stands. However, of course, that's when the TV deals will, you know, they need to play some more regular season games to get all of their TV money uh, taken care of. So they're going to try to do everything they can. If that means pushing games into September, so be it. If that means playing games without fans in the stands, so be it. They just want to try to finish up this season. Yeah, I mean, like, look, is it
1: about the money? Sure. I think it's interesting that LeBron is the guy who's anti playing in front of a uh, front of an empty house. When, uh, you know, how big, how, how big is their championship window? If you're the Lakers, right. hey man, we want to get this thing. The Clippers will have another year of those two playing together and be healthier. The Warriors should be back next year. I think the Nets will be legit contenders when, once once they're healthy. But like the West... The Warriors will be back, and the
2: Clippers should be better. And and then even the teams that won't be quite quite as good as the Lakers and the Clippers will be better. Yes, uh, and, we'll, and we'll and we'll have we'll have an offseason be to better.
1: adjust. Right, yes. they'll have an offseason yes. to adjust. And we'll, by the way, Anthony Davis, when this thing is over, is a free agent. Doesn't mean he'll leave, but is a free agent, which makes which makes the Lakers offseason interesting.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's no chance he'll leave, but you're right. It, it just isn't. It's, you know, you, I guess most people say you never say never, but uh, okay. So
1: our, our guy, Jay Williams, who I do consider a friend, but look, when I say things that make no sense, my friends call me out on it as well. <laughs> he went on another radio show and was like, all right, here's the idea, right? We get two of those cruise ships. And we check everybody for coronavirus before they get on. You can bring your family on, just the players and their families, and they play on cruise ships. What do you think? And my first thought is, Jay, did you ever turn on the? Did you turn on the news for the three weeks prior to the two weeks of quarantine? Because during those three weeks prior, you had cruise ship after cruise ship after cruise ship <laughs> getting quarantined. Dudes couldn't get off. Right? It was it was Hotel California. You could check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. Bro, I I I, I love I love I love that right. there's there's ideas out there. That's just a, that's a no. We're gonna we're gonna hard pass that one and move on.
2: Well, and 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 like you, I love Jay. Obviously worked with him at the old network, um, but it, he also thought it was such a great idea. That was the thing, like you said. No, he, and he went on the radio. with It's like one thing to right. say it to
1: a producer, and producer's like that's a good idea. Like I yes, don't know, if we yes. I don't know if we want to go with that one on air. Like maybe he maybe keep that one. He
2: had he yes. kind of you know, yeah. I have cured cancer. <laughs> Come up with the guys, yes. listen. Yes.
1: Listen, listen. You guys are all smart people. Let me get you. I've really thought this thing out. You know, and <laughs> you know, forget about the for about just
2: mentioning cruise ships at this time. Yes. That's the and look, they've had they've had
1: on they've had basketball games on aircraft carriers to limited success in some. Really, well,
2: remember the condensation. Yes, was they had. The problem. That's yes, really they actually they, canceled. A,
1: they yeah. actually canceled a game because of condensation. And, you know, I remember one year the numbers were terrible because because there were shadows and sunlight guys couldn't see. So in addition to the practicality of we're not deciding an NBA championship on a cruise ship, there's just cruise ship is a bad word right now. We're not using cruise ship. And it's like (laughs) your boy, Rob Parker, who you co-host the odd couple with, he went on the Golden Girls cruise. And we're just happy that they got to they got to dock when he came back.
2: Yes, yes, indeed. I mean, he he really got back just in time. You're you're absolutely right, because a week later and who knows what would have happened? uh, He might have been he might have been stuck on that for a little while longer. But um, and my thing also, when when Jay mentioned that the thought was, well, if you can go on a cruise ship, theoretically, why can't they just be isolated in Vegas, I, I or think, isolated yeah. in the Midwest, at a you know some of these other ideas. I, I think that's that I, have been thrown out. There.
1: I think that's more. I've been told that's more logical. I mean, I don't know if it actually happens, but that's more likely to work. I, I would look. my My guess is, um, I, I think my hope is that a lot of this is just we're not necessarily scare tactics, but we want to be extra, extra, extra cautious. You know, let's let's not turn this into an Italy. Let's not have that type of you know. We've already had this type of damage to our economy, but if we have right. a second wave of it, or if it gets really bad, it's only gonna it's only gonna set us back further. Let's just handle this this first time. But i I do wonder if uh you know if in a couple of weeks, if we get to May, we're like, all right, we're good now. Let's let's get after it. One, the warm weather. Two, it looks like they they're making some advancements in terms of medicine that they think might be able to help people with. Um, and three, you know, we have a a bit of a different culture. And we have a different level now of investments. You know, you got Steve Ballmer giving $25 million, $10 million. To, He's been great. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, like, other countries haven't had that, that benefit of people throwing money at the research to, to, to speed this process up. Um, so
2: do you think – you sound like you, you're pretty optimistic. Yes. Um, I mean, you're talking about May. So yes. you think we could be seeing NBA ball in June?
1: In June, yeah. I think it will take a, a month to get it going. And then the question is, what do you do? I mean, I would – um you know what do you do with the non-playoff teams I mean the Warriors Steve Kerr came out and said we, we kind of feel like our season's over Yeah So do you, I, only, do you only do the playoff teams do you expand the playoffs by two teams like what do you do there do you have I preseason to,
2: games uh, I talked to a coach from a a non-playoff team the other day and um he was saying the same thing it feels like an off season to them like their season is over and I get it however here's the deal you know this Doug these guys are going to be off I don't know that all of them have the Andrew Thomas hookup, you know, where they're going to, to gyms and working out. So they're going to have been off what 60 days. Obviously they're not going to be in basketball shape, which if you throw them out there too early, number one. And the worst thing is that the chances of injury increase, which if a guy got hurt and had to sit out some or all of next season, now you're potentially messing up two seasons. But also, you don't want to start your playoffs, your most important games, with the quality of play being subpar and teams just not being anywhere near their best. So I, th- I was feeling initially, Doug, when they first postponed the season a month or so ago, whatever it was, I initially felt like, okay, uh, they could just start the playoffs. You know, we've played 65 games roughly for each team. We know who the top eight seeds are just go to the playoffs but now i think you're going to need at least i think i'm being overly generous at least a week of some type of training camp to get conditioned oh you need more now right? uh, yeah so 7 yeah, to 10, right. 10 days 7 to 10 days of training camp and then you need you need a couple probably like, 5 to 8 regular season games i think uh, and also because the tv a lot of these regional deals they need to play at least 70 then, games right well that's and that's so, the
1: this is the this is a great it's a great point you bring up and it's one of those things that this is the first moment I feel vindicated, or maybe I feel not vindicated, but not heard on my normal radio show. Doug Gottlieb, Chris Broussard in for Dan, the Dan, Dan, uh, Dan, Danettes here on the Dan Patrick show. Um, I I've said this for a while. The people who think, well, you know, you just short in season and you know, you've the better basketball. And you like, you start to understand all of the different, okay. You have the arena, has to have a certain number of nights That's 41 nights, right? Right. They, they have to have 41 nights plus preseason and the arena, you have the arena, you have the arena parking, you have all the people that work in the arena, right? Then you have these regional networks that are intertwined. Many of them with the teams, or they've paid a ton of money to these teams to broadcast it. They need the volume of games. If those go away Who's going to, who's going to, who's going to compensate all these people? Then you have right. the entertainment districts, which are built around these arenas. And if you're going to take away dates, uh, who, how are you going to like, no you know, question. states have created some tax exempt, you know, tax exempt stuff so that, you know, teams would stay downtown so that those restaurants and bars yep. and those districts would still be filled. Like everybody benefits from there being 82 regular season games And we can't. And and now I feel like there's no chance that even though people believe the season next year will have to be pushed back, I think that's accurate. The inaccurate part is you think they're going to cut games after we go through a year where the economy almost dies. No chance. I would. They're definitely going to 82 games next year. It's just a question of how do they get them in.
2: I'm glad you brought that up. And let me ask you this: How do you feel about? And and I'm not talking about next season because that'll Obviously, pretty much have to be pushed back, but just in oh in general, as a regular thing, how do you feel about say starting the n b a season on Christmas day and then playing into august just as a as a if that were the new schedule for the n f l or the n b a in the future, how would you feel about that
1: I would actually say if you're going to play the n b a that way, I would start it when you start it i don't I don't actually have a problem. I I would I would so you prefer mean just
2: spread out the season? I would yes, yeah, spread them out. No, give them, no give back them, to backs and
1: maybe not just no back to backs. Give them a a much more substantial, like a second break as well. You know, when when you play overseas, so you are saying
2: go from October seventeenth or whatever it is, and still play into August.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, look, I don't know if you play in August. I don't know what, what you do if you go to go October. I I just I just think this. Uh, Here is the big question, which I don't have the answer for, and maybe. Uh Michael Mulville, who works for Fox, who knows ratings, he he can give you a better sense of it. Traditionally, you want to stay away from July and August because everybody's traveling, right? Right. And people don't watch TV. Now that you don't watch TV, people don't watch traditional TV nearly as much. Um, can you make up for the lack of over the air ratings based viewership with the phone, with the you know, with the device kind of in your hand? I I don't know, but there's a reason that most major sporting events don't occur in the summer, right? With the exception, right. obviously, of some golf stuff. Um, and it's, it's, it's because of that. Now, if that is a moot point now in 2020 and, and beyond, because people watch what they want to watch whenever they want to watch it, regardless of where they are, then I'm all for hoop in the summer. I've often thought college basketball should start second semester, especially on a college campus. There's just not the bandwidth or really the financial resources for people to do both at once, Um, and then, you know, you run the NCAA tournament into May, and if you push back the NBA, that kind of all works together a little bit better. It
2: it does work together if you push back the NBA. I I wouldn't like it if you didn't. If the NBA stayed on its current schedule, I don't think it'd be good because you'd be competing with the playoffs. And, you know, I covered the NBA, uh, you know, as a beat writer for many years. And during March Madness, the NBA, you know, it's just not as, it's only a few weeks, but, we forget about the NBA for a little while, yeah. you know, just for a brief moment in time. So you wouldn't want that happening during the NBA playoffs, but you, you, that's the thing. I saw Mark Cuban on the herd earlier this week, um, or maybe it was last week, but he was talking about how, just as you said, traditionally, you definitely don't want to be playing games in the summer months because the ratings go way down. But now with the f- smartphones, everybody watching on their phone it's a little different. And I think, Doug, it depends on, like, if you had playoff games in July and August, and the later we got into the, you know the playoffs, it'd be fewer games. So it would kind of be, you know, if you played the early rounds in July, I do think it'd be a problem because people are just going to be outside. They're going to be on vacation. They're not going to want to watch a game every single night or multiple games. But if it's, you know, a game every three days or a game every, you know, big games on the weekends, I think people, you know, may be into that because, you know, sometimes in the summer you're looking for a game to watch. And even if you're on vacation or something, you know, if you're with some other guys, you know, you you may gather around and watch the the NBA Finals Game 3 or something like that. So it's interesting. I mean, you definitely want to find out get all the math and science you can on the ratings in the summer because you definitely don't want to – you know, if they're not going, if they're going to be bad in the summer, you want to stay away from it. Now, but now, it, it's interesting.
1: Now, full disclosure, the ratings weren't great in the playoffs the past couple years up until True. it was the ones, ones, the ones that mattered. And and this year will be, they'll probably use this year as a test case. On the other hand, right? it's this,
2: actually a good chance for them, you know, to view it as a test case.
1: Right. Now, the only, only issue is this is going to be a weird test case. Cause I don't know. I mean, I have no, st- no, no scientific knowledge statistical knowledge to prove this but i would guess there'd be very few family vacations right like look will people go on vacations yes will they bring their kids no you're like look i just the moms of the world be like look i was just a homeschool teacher for three kids for the last three months you think i want to take them to europe no no you know, and that's Grandma a, and Grandpa, really they were Grandma play. and Grandpa, they were isolated. Didn't have to come down at all for the last three months because we were worried about their health. You got to watch the kids. Right, you know, right. we're going to Croatia. Bye bye. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll see. With Chris Broussard, I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. And uh, man, this is um, speaking speaking of uh, of the NBA. There will be a tournament involving NBA players. How and where will they play? Find out next.
0: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the I
1: Radio app. Did you see uh, KD is going to lead a field of 16 uh, NBA 2K20 tournament? Yes.
2: Uh, now, do you play NBA 2K?
1: I do. I do. With your son, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yes, um, with my son and then with some of my son's friends. That's that's the best part. <laughs> right? Because now you can... Like, we... I was... I don't know if I was a gamer growing up. Like, I, I wasn't... I never had the handheld thing. But, you know, when you play basketball tournaments, you used to... We well, you had Sega or Nintendo or whatever. Right. Uh, you, you'd take... Somebody would take it with you when you go to Vegas and Santa Barbara and you pop it in in the hotel room and you play video games all day. So that... I mean, I've played Madden since it was first John Madden football or since it was, you know... Uh back when it was Lakers versus Celtics in the NBA playoffs. So I still really, really enjoy it. Um I, I can't say that we've played we've had 2K forever, but we haven't played it a ton. So when this thing first went down, um he started playing things on uh, on Xbox Live, and we have a couple of families that we're friends with, and all the all the boys know that I like to play. Madden and 2K, so I'll play against his friends and beat his friends and we'll talk trash. It's pretty fun.
2: No, that that's great. And and you can play with 2K, can you can play like people in different houses yes, and all that? That's stuff, what I'm talking right? about. Yes. Yeah, that's the yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's, cra- I'm, it's crazy. Totally, yeah. It this is this is that's one of the great things um about technology today is that it, you know, for your son, he can still play with his friends and, and all that stuff. I'm not a gamer. Uh I'm even a little older than you. Uh, I was in, you know, they had arcades obviously when I was coming up and all that. But I'm telling you, Doug, the last video game I was into uh, was in television. You remember wow. that? Wow, that, that it was that long ago in college. Man, there's this game called P- uh, Pong. You should try it, Doug. That's what yeah. you're telling me. <laughs> that was like the the first video game. I actually remember that. But um, no, I so I'm not. I wasn't even in the Madden. I'm certainly know nothing about NBA 2K. Will it be interesting? No, are, are watching they, other people watching play video games
1: is not interesting.
2: Right, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I've watched a little bit, not a lot, but a little, and it's just bores me to tears.
1: Yes, I, look, I, I, and you, there, there'll be people who are like Godly Brissard. You guys just don't understand esports. Like, no, I understand it really well. I, 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 it's not. Is it the worst thing in the world? Like, no, it's not. I just. Please don't tell me what I enjoy watching. I, I love basketball. I don't like James Harden dribbling around the top of the key before he goes one on one. But at least it's real people playing as opposed to a computer right. simulation. You know, right. I mean, it's just so arbitrary. And you, I, I, and I'm not saying there's not skill to it, but let's not let's not call it a sport. let let's, Well, let's not you go know, there.
2: they have teams now. I know like the NBA. I think at least 16 of the 30 teams have a team. Yes, you have five video, you know, five man teams and they play, they get paid. I mean, that's a nice, it's a, it's created jobs for people, but you can make a six figure salary now. Playing these video games?
1: Yes, that that's 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 nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. But the
2: the number of people
1: that play video games as opposed to the ones making a six figure salary oh, on them, yeah, oh, you know, yeah. No. it's like it's not it's... a great career,
2: right? Career don't bang, path. Don't don't, don't I'll, I'll... have a plan B.
1: Yes, <laughs> definitely have a plan B. We <laughs> have a, hey, listen, my my late father, he used to think he was the world's greatest uh, Miss Pac Man player. We, you know, he was a coach. I love Miss Pac Man. Oh, he used to love. He knew all the pat. He said there's patterns to it. You gotta understand? Yeah. There's patterns. Patterns to it. it's patterns to it. And he'd play those things. We'd go on the road, he'd put a bunch of quarters up and he would go and he'd play Miss Pac-Man for hours and hours. But we've we've also we've kind of watered that thing down, right? Like, look, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you video games were better when we were kids. They're not. But no. but when back when there used to be arcades, you'd only get one game in one quarter and then you'd have to wait. Right? right. No like, doubt. And look, we've done this with pickup basketball. So you better be good. We've done this with pickup basketball, right, where you can't I don't know if you ever been to a gym where you're like, well, you can't win more than three in a row. Three in a row, you got to switch. Like, why? I want to run the court all day. Well, me and my guys came down here to run the court all day. We want to run the court all day. Like, no, 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 that's not the way right. it works. The same thing in, in in video games now, because you're not putting a quarter in, you know, you paid 50 bucks for a game. You you, you can play forever. You lose, you just start over. Start again.
2: Yeah, I I agree. And I and I wonder this though cuz I know I know enough to know that they rate the players, right? Right. So so the LeBron James on NBA 2K is going to be much better than uh who who I'm trying I don't want to go too far um, uh Chris Middleton. Okay, okay. Sure. All right. So if 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 I say I'm not quite as good as you in nba 2k but i got michael jordan on i mean i have lebron james on my team and you have chris middleton is he gonna raise your level isn't that a huge yeah advantage for me
1: of course there's a lot of things right great players have bad days bad players have great
2: even on the video game
1: no that's the point right (laughs) like in the video game you're gonna kind of play to your you're gonna play to your numbers
2: every game he's great right i don't know every game i mean
1: you know I tell you, the hardest thing in 2K is shooting free throws. I just, I, as a guy who was a bad free throw shooter, like, but you have like 90% free throw shooters, like, man, this is really hard to make free throws. So there's a little bit of a skill or trick to that. Um, yeah. I mean, and like, I, I think it's a fun way to get guys. The, the best part about those deals is when you can hear the players talking and they're telling stories and they're talking trash. Like, even now when they're playing Call of Duty, and, oh, yeah. and you can, guys, you can watch them play. Watch them play Call of Duty is not interesting. Listen to them talk and tell stories and talk trash to each other. That's the interesting part.
2: No doubt. No. Now, who else is in this? Uh, what other NBA players are in the tournament? Trey Young, Hassan Whiteside, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker,
1: Andre Drummond, Zach Levine, Montrezl Harrell, uh, DeMontis Sabonis, DeAndre Ayton, DeMarcus Cousins, Michael Porter, uh, Rui ha- uh, Hachimura. Patrick Beverly, Harrison Barnes and Derek Jones.:
2: Wow, so so KD and cousins are like the oldest about the oldest guys in it, so it's clearly a young man's game.
1: uh how's pat Pat bevs Bev's
2: up there a little bit? He, yeah. he, you could put him in that group. see,
1: but I, I think this is a and I again, I don't know the the really young guys, a lot of them uh, Trey young might not be this way. I don't know how much of a gamer he is. Uh, but a lot of the younger guys are so much more into their phones than they are into playing video games, right? Where this is almost a, I would guess, the guys that went to, guys that way, If you went to prep school, like, right, if you went to Finley, if you went away to prep school, and then you went and you played a year in college, those are the guys I would say are most likely to have a lot of video game experience. Because there's a lot of downtime when you're prep school, a lot of downtime when you're playing AU ball. There's a lot so of downtime you saying when
2: you're college. for? So are you saying for... Younger like, guys, they gonna, they're gonna—they're more into their phones than yes. into the video games. Yes,
1: mm. yes, yes. Interesting. Like my generation, like if you go to the guys in the 40s, we're a lot—we played a lot more video games than most of these well, guys did. Like they played Contra, the league, huh?
2: Yeah, yeah. And 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 a lot of teams, a lot of players, when they travel in the NBA, and yeah. it, it still probably happens, but they would have video games set up in their rooms. Sure. Like when they arrive, oh yeah, so they could play. And that was, you know, years ago, but yeah, I I wonder if they're doing that now. Yeah, I I think, and then there's
1: the, there's the guys that once you have a family, that thing kind of ends, right? Until your kids get older. Right. So, um, I would say KD, KD being a gamer would be the least surprising thing of all time. He (laughs) likes to talk trash. He seems to not, he seems to like a small circle, right? And he really loves hoop and he can't hoop at all hours of the day. And that that would that would be my guess. All right, uh, that that's going to occur virtually, but the most the biggest event that's going to be virtual is the NFL draft. Charlie Cashley joins, us, of course, he's a former GM in the National Football League, works for the NFL Network. Kind enough to spend some time with us, along with Chris Prusard and Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Charlie, how different is preparing for this draft for GMs today as opposed to any other year?
0: Well, I uh, wrote an article uh, this week, NFL. dot and, and outlined it. So uh, uh, if you haven't read that, uh, take a look at it. Uh, but he, here's, here's some thoughts here. The first thing is, I, I, I broke into the league when it was uh, more the exception to the rule that uh, you had a physical on a player. We didn't have a combine. We didn't have pro days in the spring to work players out. Uh, we didn't have mass testing, psycho- psychological testing. So, uh, uh we went into this thing somewhat blind. Okay, so how do you work blind? Well, first of all, I'm taking it from where I came in and say there's a lot of advantages. They've already had a combine. Uh, they have a lot of interviews on players. They have a tremendous number of physicals already done. Uh, they have a film library. We didn't have a film library. It, try to call a co- uh, college and hope they sent you some film. They have almost every game played by every school of, of the players they want to look at. So they have a massive amount of information, but it comes back to this. Your area scouts, those are the guys who have lived in the area, followed these players through their whole career. They should know them inside and out. They should have contacts to get any information uh, that they need that they've already gotten Okay, on them. So uh, when you're sitting there, I'm going to go back to that guy. Uh, and he's going to be the guy who's going to know him the best. Then I'm going to have had a scout who's going to go in and do do, a cross-check in the fall, and he's seen him. So now I've got two guys in the room, maybe as many as four guys in the room, because you could have a national guy, then I'll go look at him. And that's going to be the basis of what you're going to have to make your decisions on. Now, on physicals, I never went against the doctors. Okay, never went against the doctors or the trainers. However, Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin was off our draft board. Patriots took him. Guy had a long career. Drew Brees, rejected by the Dolphins. Miami took him. Oh, excuse me, New Orleans took him. Guy's going to the Hall of Fame. So what I'm saying there is two doctors can look at the same player and have two totally different opinions on him. So on medicals, and I again, I never went against anybody, it's a little bit of hit and miss now uh, on those decisions. So uh, uh, I think it'll be... The area scouts, you got to have good area scouts and spend your extra time doing extra film on these guys. Uh, And I think that's how you can be successful in this draft. A couple of other quick things. Teams with extra picks will have an advantage. Uh, You may take less less risks on guys, say, that are uh, changing positions. In other words, you're taking a safety and not trying to make them a corner. I've never seen the guy backpedal. Uh, Fits and system are crucial. If I'm looking at a press corner and we play off coverage, I don't know if that guy can do that. May have to pass on him. So it's a little bit of a gamble. So those are the, some of the things that, to me, uh be going through my mind if I was running a team.
2: Charlie, this is interesting because you mentioned years ago how you, know, you guys just didn't have as much access to the players. You were looking to draft as they do now in technology and all that. How much better – is the success rate now for, you know, teams drafting players than it was back in your day when you were really in the heat of it? When you didn't have, you know, you know as I, much I, technology and all that?
0: I don't have the answer to that question, but it's better. Just by doing it. Okay. I know we have more information on players. Uh, and, now, again, it's relevant. So does everybody else. So maybe there is no difference on the percentage. But that's what but I, I know, want to I mean because obviously it's still
2: a hit-and-miss aspect to it.
0: No question. I, I did a 10-year study on the draft. Only 30% of players drafted um, over a 10-year period end up being a starter after four years. Now, why is that important? Because at the end of four years, you basically have free agency. So you have to make a decision one way or another on the player. If he's not a starter, mm. probably going to move on from him uh, at that point in time. Right. So, but it, and it wasn't always that 30%. was. It didn't make any difference which team they're with. So one of those guys started with one team got cut, but if he was a starter with another team at the end of four years, to me he was a legitimate player. And so 70% of the guys you draft, they're not going to be successful.
1: Charlie, uh what's your feelings on Tua? He, he's been fully cleared. Um but n- teams aren't able to get out and evaluate him. He was the number 1 quarterback prospect heading into the season. Now it appears he's um at best the number 2 quarterback prospect. Your your thoughts on on the idea of drafting Tua loga
0: Like him? I think he's a top 5 pick in any draft. Uh I have Burrow ahead of him. Only concern I have about him is we know the medical. Okay, that's an obvious concern. All right, uh, that's a hit and miss thing. So yeah, it's a guess. Um, Bodybuild. I've never seen him live. I mean, I've watched tape of him. I've talked to people that see him, and they talk to me. He's not a big guy in the lower body. He's, he's kind of a smaller body guy. That bothers me on taking hits. Now that's that's just an educated guess. Okay, at this point in time, I mean your guess is as good as mine uh, in trying to take him. Uh, I probably would take them, and uh, but obviously I'd have access to more information than I have right now.
1: All right, how about how about this one? There's uh, Miami apparently really values Joe Burrow and wants him to be their quarterback. They have three yeah. first round picks. Cincinnati, obviously, I mean, look, the likelihood is they're not going to make a trade. But if you right. were in San- if you were Cincinnati's GM, and you said, what yeah. is the what is what is the value and what is slightly overpaying if you're Miami? What what is slightly overpaying to move up to take an Ohio-born kid uh, away from the Cincinnati Bengals? If you're the Bengals, what's the, what's the ask?
0: There's no price. I'm taking Burrow, period. Mm. Okay. Uh, so I so you I like, like I him that
2: more... much better than Tua?
0: Yes, because I because here's the thing. Okay, um, now again, Burrow, he, he's got some warts too. Now, okay. He hasn't done this for a number of years. Tua has actually performed better than Burrow, considering he goes in and wins a national championship coming off the bench as, what, a freshman? Right. So he's got a little more history here. That's important. Burrow doesn't have quite that much history. So there's an an element of risk in both of them. But I, I, I just like the fact that Burrow, the body build on him versus Tua makes it, to me, sure enough. Now, I polled. I'd have to get my notes on it. But I said this on tele. It's it's somewhere in writing, uh, on uh, social media. Pulled about 27 teams, and let's see, it was like 23 to three to one Burrow over Tua, and the general consensus was uh, the durability factor, right. okay, and and a little bit more consistent uh, as a passer. And but Tua to me is a top five pick. When I polled SEC coaches who played these guys, it was dead even when when I took the poll there. Um but I would I would not trade him. I, you can offer me anything and I'm not gonna trade him. Hmm.
2: How how much um obviously Joe Brady, you know, did a great job with Burrow. Um one, how big of an issue you know, how much of the success was due to Joe Brady? And does Joe Brady I, I'm not saying Bridgewater is gonna light the league on fire, but him and him working with Brady in Carolina do you think that'll be a great team, and and that it'll it'll pay big dividends for them with that relationship?
0: Okay, let, let me answer let me answer your question here in uh, this way. A, uh, I don't know Joe Brady. I don't know what effect he had on Burrow, but Joe Brady didn't call the plays. Okay, so I don't know. Uh, I like Bridgewater, uh, but Bridgewater had great coaching last year with Sean Payton and Pete Carmichael and et cetera, who was there. So, uh, people play well for Sean Payton. So, I don't know how Joe Brady's going to act in this situation where he's now by himself and calling the plays, et cetera. I, and that's not a negative. I just don't know. But I like Bridgewater. Bridgewater is smart. He plays smart, makes good decisions, knows where to go with the football. He's a positive. He doesn't have a top arm. He was a playoff quarterback in Minnesota, would have been a playoff quarterback with New Orleans last year if he played the whole season. So, I think they got a good quarterback in, in in Carolina. I'm happy with that. I don't know that he's going to be elite, but I think he's good.
1: Tom Brady is a great quarterback. No one would argue that. He's also 43, Are uh, going to play at 43. Um, and since Randy Moss uh, left the Patriots, and you can forgive me if I'm wrong, and even before, he's always been a guy who's focused on underneath, you know. Look, Gronk had one year where he led them in catches, but for the most part, it's been Edelman, Welker, Rochelle Caldwell, Troy Brown, those type players. That, that's not really how the, the Buccaneers roster is comprised. They have two good tight ends. They have two big-time wide receivers, but no real underneath guys, and to this point, not a back who's tremendous out of the backfield. It's something that he's really used throughout his career. D- does, does Brady's style fit how Bruce Arians traditionally likes to play?
0: Well, what you described is, is uh, accurate in the big picture. Uh, there's no slot there. Uh, they haven't used the tight ends much. I think that's going to change a lot. Uh, Brady is more of an inside-the-numbers thrower. Uh, that's not necessarily their offense. But I think, number one, I think that uh, Bruce Arians uh, will, not, will be smart. Uh, between him and Brady, they'll figure this out as to what the best offense is. Uh, when I watched Brady throw last year, who's he throwing to? Nobody except Edelman, nobody that can beat one-on-one coverage. Uh, I saw him throw the ball deep. I think he's actually improved as a deep thrower. Um, I, I think that your, your question is legit. They need to get a receiving back. Uh, maybe Jones is the receiving back. Uh, maybe he can do that. So uh, uh, there's, there's a little bit of unknown there. But I thought Brady last year, the guy I saw on tape, could still win a championship, hmm. and I think these guys will adjust to what Brady can do. Tight ends will probably be bigger, more, more part of the offense. Certainly,
1: Charlie, great stuff. Uh, you're, you're safe. You're healthy. You're you're good.
0: I'm good. How about you? You guys good? We're all good. We're, we're all lo- good. We're
1: loaded we up good. on uh, loaded up on toilet paper and taking more walks than we ever thought possible. Our dogs are happy, <laughs> but otherwise, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> we're, we're no different. <laughs> so, anyway,
1: <laughs> Charlie, th- uh, th- th- thanks thanks so much for joining us for the Dan Patrick Show.
0: Hey, great to be with you now. All right. Uh, all right thanks, Charles. Charlie.
1: Charlie Castley brought to you by Discover Card. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card. At the end of your first year, it's even more amazing because Discover is accepted over 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. All right. Coming up c- come, coming up next, um, has Chris Broussard gotten into the Tiger King? This is the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search FSR to listen live.
2: It's the uh, I'm not going to learn anything from it I know. Well, you will learn is some things? Is You're it like entertaining? I
1: had Yes. Yes. Uh, just about every every um, every descriptive word you could use it is. You right? It makes hmm. you it makes you mad it makes you sad it makes you laugh it it drops your jaw that this actually this subculture actually exists because it's true it is it it is some level of truth yes I mean it's wow. it yeah like yeah you' you're, you're waiting to find out who's the good guy and I couldn't really come up with the good guy. I mean the best <laughs> the the person with the best moral compass, in the show uh, on some level appears to be a guy who became a campaign director for, uh, for Joe, um, Joe exotic. And he was previously a manager at Walmart selling ammunition to Joe exotic. (laughs) That's the guy with the best moral compass of anybody in the show. But like, look to me, uh, it's at least enjoyable. Whereas like, ESPN doing the best college basketball basketball player of all time in a tournament and including women with men is... Thank you, That's It's like the least... In, like, why are you making this the least enjoyable exercise in what could be enjoyable?
2: Right. It, it was a great idea. Yes. But they ruined it. I mean, first of all, like you said, they should have had a separate bracket for women... Yes. ...and a separate bracket for men. Yeah. Enough of the p- political correctness for a minute, please. Just, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. They play in separate leagues. Well, we don't, we don't,
1: we don't include the most dominant NAIA players, division two players, division three. Why? Because it's a different level of the sport. This is just a different, we don't include your high school numbers. Like, let's not, just don't try. It's a difference. They play with a different size basketball against a different gender of people. And, and like, look, I get it. Brianna Stewart's great, but she was at at UConn where they're stacked. You know, they got, they got, they run six, seven deep. As opposed to, like, my point is, if you don't start and stop with Lou Cinder and Bill Walton, then you're really not. You're not. You you actually don't know anything about the sport.
2: Didn't who did Shaq beat Lou Cinder, right? Or was it Brianna? I don't know. Stewart I, I didn't.
1: I honestly didn't pay attention. I just yeah, simply I didn't tweet, pay a ton well, of it's,
2: attention it's, to it. But some Lou Alcindor, you hit it on the head. Those are the two best college players of all time. Yes, and Michael Jordan won it, and obviously, I think he's the goat. Period, but he not was not the, the greatest, greatest college, college player. basketball no. player. No,
1: Ralph Sampson was a better college and more dominant college player. Right in the in the right. peak of the ACC, where Carolina was winning a national championship, North Carolina State was winning a national championship. Okay, like Duke wasn't even great, and they had Mark Allery and other and other yep. st- other stars. Right, we can go through, and it was eight teams in the ACC. He won the National Player of the Year three times in a row. Oh, Sam, like Wayman, yeah, t- like Wayman yeah. Tisdale. I don't. It didn't make the list. Wayman it was Tisdale,
2: tremendous, first team All American yes. as
1: a freshman at, at at
2: Oklahoma. But they had Trey Young in the Stop tournament it. instead of Wayman Tisdale. I mean, come on, it it was a joke, man. And and I thought, look, Jordan beat Magic in the Final Four. I thought Magic had a better college career. He than did. Duke. He did. Yeah. He won a National
1: Championship in the game that changed college basketball. Yeah. And merely basketball forever against Larry Bird, but Jordan and Jordan did hit a shot, but that was in his freshman year, which he was when he was not a star, uh, you know. Right. But uh, I, I, I do think it. I guess it entertained and filled some time. I would say I'd be interested to hear your take on if you've, it, you know, my wife's from Oklahoma, I have friends from Florida. There's a lot of Oklahoma and Florida in the story, which uh, makes it makes it even more entertaining on some level. All right, the NFL is making some massive. Massive changes. One, are we good with the draft going forward as is? And wait to hear what they're doing to the playoffs. It's official. It's next in the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio.